The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Old World fans, the Professional Casual Network is starting a slow grow campaign in February 2024. The best part is, you can participate no matter where you are in the world. All you have to do is join our Discord and track your army's progress in the slow grow channels. We're starting February at 500 points and adding 250 points every month until we reach 2,000 points in August. Started late? Not a problem. Come join us in Discord to track your progress, get hobby tips, and help keep us all accountable throughout this campaign. Come grow with us in the old world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of... Beards, Ears, and Skulls with me, your host, Taylor, and my beautiful co-hosts, the wonderful, amazing, awesome friends of mine, Dan and Tim. That's me. Welcome to episode five, Beards, Ears, and Skulls. We're at episode six, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. (laughs) Episode five, the fifth episode we've done. It's it's Dan's fifth episode. It's all relative. Um, That's true. That's true. So if you're just joining us for the first time... You know, this is your episode one. Right. That's actually a really good way to put it, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you've humbled me on that. So if you go back to start over, you'll start at episode negative five. <laughs> now I'm lost. Yeah, because that's the title. Negative right? five? Is the Listen, title episode. N- numbers are all relative, too. We don't have a pilot. I tried to teach one of my six-year-olds the number line the other day, and she goes, Daddy, numbers aren't negative. This is ridiculous. And walks away <laughs> from me. <laughs> I always thought the number line was like, hey, your personality is a two, but my standards are low. <laughs> that, that was not what I was expecting. That was good. Dude, if if I wasn't married, I'd use that. <laughs> the same inflation and everything. Wow. By the time you're recording, it's Valentine's Day. So everyone, you know, if this is not Valentine's Day for you when you're listening to this, just go back to episode negative five and hit on someone then. Mm. That's totally fair, but on episode six, unless you're on episode five or right. negative five, uh, today we're going to be deep diving into the absolutely beautiful world of Skaven. That, uh, beautiful. It's yeah, gorgeous down there. That they way. are disgusting. Oh, it's awful, gorgeous. flea-ridden filth that we love anyway. Yeah. There's warp stone sensors all over the place, just pouring down chaos magic on top of everybody. It's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Uh, and Skaven currently is Dan's list of choice in our Slow Grow campaign. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to grow in the old world with us, 
we are starting a slow grow campaign this month. We're doing 500 points. We're increasing by 250 points until we hit 2000 points in August. Uh, if you want to track your and our progress, head over to our discord, which should be in the show notes. If I remember to put it there. And that's 250 points a month, right? Uh, correct. Uh, yes. Yep. 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 So I have, uh, let's see, four, eight, 10, 11 dwarves to finish uh, by the end of this month. Wow, I've got two models done because I've had to change my list five times because I keep <laughs> realizing it's illegal. So speaking of which, let's jump <laughs> directly into why your list is illegal. Uh, Dan, give us a little preview of what's going on here. All right, so I think last time we talked about this was back in episode four. And, you know, time of recording has been a couple of weeks since we did that. No, uh, hang on. Uh, four for everyone. Uh, it would be actual episode, episode four. <laughs> Negative two <laughs> if this is your first episode. Right, exactly. Uh, okay, so um uh the the list i proposed there i had it put in our discord as well uh one of the discord members said hey you you can't have the the warp lightning cannon that's one per 1000 points and i was like oh nuts you're right take that out put in some more storm vermin added a warp fire thrower looking at it today because i was like oh we're talking about scaven tonight let me kind of brush up real quick look at the list oh wait a minute there's so so many more of the zero to one per 1000 point things than i realized before yeah like including my the army composition more than half way more than Mm. half (laughs) so including my warlock engineer can't take him zero to one per thousand points storm vermin can't take them zero to one per thousand points so at the 500 point level for characters i could take skaven chieftains that's it Literally no other options. For core units, I can take clan rats. I have to take at least one unit of clan rats, which is like fine. You're gonna have a lot of clan rats. That's not true because it's one plus per thousand points. Right. So, so you don't I have do... to take any right now. <laughs> Fair. I don't <laughs> have to take <laughs> clan rats. Uh, the only other things I can take are night runners that I don't have any of, giant rats I don't have any of, and rat swarms that I don't have any of. <laughs> Everything else is locked behind a thousand points. Uh, except the one special unit I can take at the, at any point level is gutter runners, which but I also have. don't have any. Of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I have an idea and I think this will work out really well because I have a bunch of, uh, of models that work that way as well that I wasn't able to take. And they okay. were unfortunately the first ones we had done. What if we do a slow shrinking league, right? We okay. start at 2000 points and then we take off 250 every month until we're at 500 what <laughs> all right dan i'm gonna have to borrow those ogres <laughs> Tim doesn't know how a hobbying works so we'll let that one slide he's just every month you <laughs> every just... month you sell off another 250 points of your army on ebay and you call it a day no you can keep them just <laughs> nope. strip the paint off of them. No, you can't. they're gone forever <laughs> no nope, i don't gone. like this idea Every um, so melt 250 points. Well, so, I think that I think that makes all the sense in the world, right? You start with the slow grow, you get the 2000 points and then you boil it back down, sell them off so you can afford to do the next slow grow league with a different <laughs> army. I, I mean, actually, it's recursive. I mean, the way that Warhammer stuff is currently selling on like eBay and stuff, if you have 2000 points painted, you're going to be able to afford another slow grow army easy. Yeah, like six or seven. Uh, depending too, like if I had my metal dwarf models painted, I I could probably sell 
I don't know, a thousand dollars worth of minis, of, yeah, you know, you get a lot back. <laughs> well, and like, even at looking at some of the options that I really want, like the Upshantis and stuff like that, like they've been so sold out everywhere and they're yeah. super gouged online. So I, yeah. I don't know. I think you'd sell an army and I could buy like three special models and still not have a full <laughs> unit of them. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to assume that the rest of the Tomb Kings range will be re-released. You're still going to pay, you know, new in box UW prices, but that would should also bring the prices down online because people aren't yeah. going to pay, you know, twice as much for metal shop tees than they would get new in the box. There are people that are going to do that. <laughs> well, okay. So I guess that's not a, the most fair comparison because the new <laughs> ones are going to be resin, but they're not fine cast resin. Correct. They are forge world resin, which means they're worth it, which are much better than fine cast. Cause that's not a thing anymore. Anyway, oh, thank God. Per- Personally, I prefer the resin over the metal nowadays. I love metal, and, and and it's because I have dwarves. You know what I mean? It's one piece. It's just a brick. <laughs> uh, I guess that's kind of fair. You know what I, I mean? mean? Assembling metal is not the problem. My biggest thing with metal is that so often with priming it, especially if you primed it black, you would get little spots where the prime didn't quite yeah. reach. So you got these little pinpricks of metal that sneak through, and I don't like that. Well, the big issue with that specifically is the it it makes the metal chip a lot easier. Yes, yes, you know, which is a big problem. Yeah, I resin a, and plastic don't chip nearly as easy as metal. Yeah, metal chips don't sound like they would taste that good. No, they get stuck between your teeth, and like, yeah. have you ever had a corn chip stuck between your teeth? Like or a corn a bit kernel, like a tortilla chip, like sideways, and it goes in between two of your teeth, oh and it's like gosh. the worst thing in the world. Oh, pretty sure I hate that. that. Pretty sure that's that. Seeds. Oh, I had yeah. strawberry yeah. seeds get stuck up in my gums before, and it was like, oh, why does my mouth hurt so bad? Have that's... you guys ever swallowed a chip sideways? You ever drink Bailey's out of a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I so... don't know why. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, that that tracked actually pretty hard for me. Um, so I just want to go up to the ruling here at page 278, right? Uh, the number of units, uh, it says in some rare cases, you might encounter the term up to X per thousand points with X being a number, for example, up to three per thousand points, indicating that an army may contain no more than three units made up of that type of model for every full 1000 points of army size. I am interpreting this a different way than literally the entire rest of the internet. Mm. Um, Because what it says to me is you can take up to three of that unit per every full 1000 points, right? So once you hit a thousand points and then you go 1001, now you can take three more. But that's that's how I originally read it until you reread it. And it says for every full 1000 points. And it's just that one word, too, right? That yep. really kind of quantifies it. And it's certainly not intuitive, especially if you don't read like me. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that one, this, the word full ruins it. Right. Yep. For, for holy, that kind of stuff. Wholly within a thousand points, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> I had to. Um, so, yeah, and I, again, I, I feel like that's not how it should be. That is my personal feeling. Uh, will I, GW might address it. They might not. We know how GWs gets with things sometimes. You know, if this game might get an FAQ, I don't know, next week. Who knows? Maybe someday. Or, or we'll never see one. I'm not really sure. But to be yeah. fair, they'll show, like, the foot of an FAQ in, like, a super zoomed-in post, and then three years later, we'll get it. <laughs> that's fair. Here's a... Uh... Here's an ice weapon. 
That'll come out in seven years. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Ice. Ice web, yeah, Keith's life. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. We'll right. start showing these and then never actually release them. Now they'll come out at some day, maybe. Anyways, um, so yeah, it's a huge bummer because Dan literally just can't place Gaven under a thousand points. But we've had a discussion, we've had a couple of discussions in Discord where we, like, I don't think this was GW's intent was to go under a thousand points. I, I feel like, well, the way the rules are written, so like, so we looked at other lists and it really affects Skaven way more than other armies. Skaven just that we've seen so far, yeah. So many of those, whatever per 1,000 points, more than others that we looked at by a lot, where like I can field it. So I had, like, I redid the 500 point list for like the third or fourth time now to make it, I'm pretty sure, legal, but it's, <laughs> so it's currently. Two chieftains with additional hand weapons and um, luck stones. They're the same. Mm -hmm. uh, two units of 20 clan rats, one wood spears, and they both have a warp fire thrower attached. Technically still not legal because I don't have three units, but at 500 points, most armies can't do that anyway. I mean, I can't. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, I'm, I, we were checking out earlier before the show started, uh, like, ogres, you can, uh, I mean, you can take whatever you want, iron guts, knoblars, saber tusks, who cares? Yeah, lizard uh, men are way less restricted. You want a giant? You can take a giant. <laughs> you want a giant? Here's a giant. I mean, you can't take it because of the 25% point restriction, but still, it, like, lead belchers, I can just take an army of lead belchers, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's a little crazy. It's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> My biggest issue is I don't understand why it's zero to one warlock engineer, plague priest. Uh, where is it? Warlock engineer, master assassin and pr plague priest. So that let me, yeah, let ahead. me ask this. So like if it says zero to one for a, a section, that means you're going to have zero or none of them. At a thousand points or more. Mm -hmm. Does one plus mean you have to have one? Yes. yes. Okay. So like clan rats are one plus per 1000 points. Which again, that makes sense. But it was funny because Taylor's joking like, well, you're not playing a thousand points. So you don't have to have a unit of clan rats. Right. <laughs> Fair. That's true. <laughs> hmm. So it's just, it's very interesting that you can't as a Skaven player say I'm playing Scryer and start under a thousand points. Which is very interesting to me because you can't take a warlock engineer or you can't mm -hmm. do pestilence, you know? I don't um, know. So effectively, uh, Skaven's one of the legacy ones, right? Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Stop it. But again, again, we went through a lot of the other ones. Uh, ogres, demons, like obviously under a thousand points, you can't take a greater demon because they're 330 points apiece, but they don't have that restriction of one per thousand points. Gotcha. So, so really this only affects slow girl leagues. Anything and, and, and really points, smaller yeah. games yeah yep. yeah so it, it's really not a huge problem i don't think just because you're not going to play 500 or 750 points really at all uh very very rare like we said it really is going to affect the slow uh, a slow grow campaign but it's just looking at it realizing how limited skaven are especially compared to other uh, other uh armies yeah, I can surprising. take I can take iron breakers. I can the only thing I can't take, I think, is war machines and uh hammers. I, I think that's it. A I hammer or someone that hammers? 
I assume. Hammers are someone that hammers. Yeah, they're, okay. they're the Kingsguard. They just have giant hammers. They're so oh, good. I really like that as a term for Dwarf Kingsguard. That's actually pretty cool. Right. Yeah, and they're like stupid good. Yeah. So we, Tim, we talked about uh, challenges. Um, challenges, yeah. barely even human. Uh, so we said like usually characters, you know, one character challenges a unit and the other a character from the other unit accepts. Uh, the cool thing about hammerers is if they are joined by a king or thane, any one of the hammerers can accept a challenge because they are the king's guard. Gotcha. Yeah, it's real good. Right. <clears throat> are a it's, bunch of them missing hands or hammerers hands hands why because they're the king's guard and hand the king's guard always lose a hand i don't i don't understand this reference it's uh, lost in me never never mind i thought listen <laughs> are, you, are you trying to make a game of thrones reference say like yeah the king's hand? lannisters love gold dwarves love gold if they're king's guard they lose a hand that's I, how it happens I, i've never oh, read or watched i didn't think you could game become a king's guard without losing a hand you lost a hand Oh, that one that one Kingsguard lost his head, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, I have I have no idea. I've never done anything with Game of Thrones at all. You've never hey, got it? I've never got it. I, that's <laughs> not true. Uh during my bachelor party, I was a little uh intoxicated and was playing the Greyjoys and decided there needed to be more water in the board game, so I swung a water bottle around near my friend's brand new Game of Thrones board game and I was no longer allowed to play. The God board game was pretty good. The card game was also very good. The, the board game was great. I yeah, really I really enjoyed liked the board it. game. Not having any idea what Game of Thrones was like. Greyjoys, I just uh, my jam. They're so, Krakens, you know, very, very much. So, so I played the the board game and the card game before having any idea what Game of Thrones was, uh-huh. and also found myself cleaving immediately to the Greyjoys. Yeah, reap don't sow, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greyjoys are very Tim. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> but well, I didn't mean you. it's a bad thing. <laughs> I'm offended, but also I love you. <laughs> I, I consider myself more of a Martell man personally, but. Oh, okay. That's actually really fair. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Anyways, I like walking going... in gardens with people. I'm well, a Stark. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Even Taylor knows. <laughs> I do know that one. Um, so Skaven, let's get back to Skaven here. Who? Um, so who? Skaven are very restricted under a thousand points. But, but they're but... dope. But they're but they are really dope. So we we have an idea. What we're gonna do is you know either a Dan's gonna switch to Lizardman for the Slow Girl League. We're not really sure yet. Or B we're just gonna let Dan use the one Warlock Engineer and the unit of Storm Vermin under a thousand points because who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, I'm like bringing... I said, I have this. I can field. I can do the league with Skaven. It's just not ideal. But right. it's still the whole thing is that it gets getting Skaven painted, and that's the whole point of a slow grow, right? Yeah, exactly. And getting better over time when you can start to add the better stuff that you actually want to use. Right. Exactly. It's, it's the, building the excitement and to unlock that ability for the you know for the fireball or whatever it is. We're at a thousand points. I can do. I could have cool stuff now. Well, that, Listen, that's the thing. May should be a pretty dope time, or April should be a pretty dope time for you. Hey, happy birthday to me! Right. <laughs> yeah. When you get eight hell pit abominations specifically uh, only no they're only zero to one per thousand points so we play eight thousand points we've been over this the goal <laughs> is to get ten... to the ten thousand dwarf list <laughs> which i think between timmy and i i can actually feel <laughs> gross <laughs> right i'm just missing no i'm missing gyrocopters and bombers that's all oh, yeah, uh, p.o box g west oneana new york <laughs> p.o box one three eight six one that's the one um so yeah a lot is the same dan in the skaven roster isn't it? 
there's a lot of things that that work the same as previous editions that um kind of feel the same they they have a very similar um way that you build the army other than the, the limitations we talked about but it's got the same kind of stuff you can go super combat heavy if you want you can go real relatively magic heavy you can go real shooty heavy you can go big monster heavy i i love the different ways you can build a skaven list around your core of a ton of clan rats and that's honestly it's almost the same draw as the lizardmen right you can go big dinos you yeah. can go you know just saurus warriors all over the place you can go like skink skirmishers all over the place they're very similar but very different it's it's very interesting how the two monster races, not the only two, but the two monster races are very similar. But, um, but the Skaven I, have so much weird, cool stuff like warp lightning cannons right. and doom wheels and the hell pit abomination and rat ogres. I love rat ogres. Yeah. That's what drew me to Tyranids, right? I could have big things, little things, many things, few things. And all things. of them had guns growing out of them. Right. Yeah. The Skaven are pretty similar. <laughs> so the Tyranid line I fell in love with years ago, and it's it's literally just getting better all the time. Do you want to hear the Tyranid line? Yes. Hey, baby, is that a Biovore in your pocket? Because those have been out of print for a while. <laughs> I didn't, again, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I should, but I did You should have. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. What was that? So, <laughs> so rats on 25 mil bases. Talk to me about that, Dan. So it, have you done it? Does it look good? I mean, I have the the conversion tray because mm. I have all the rats I have are on 25 or 20s, of course. So I have the conversion tray to put them in just like the same one I can use for the elves. Um, Storm vermin are going to love it because they are such a pain to rank up. Yeah, the, they're, they were definitely too big for 20 mils. Um, so having on 25 makes a huge difference. Having them on the movement tray makes them easier to rank up, but still not easy. <laughs> yeah. Some of them I might have to just reposition on the bases to make it work better. But again, I won't need them until thousand points anyway. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> or even like 20 or like 1250. I might add them in finally or something like that. Um, for clan rats and whatnot, it, it, like everything else in the game, uh, you just have a bigger footprint for all of your units. But the big thing with clan rats, they have the warband rule, they have the horde rule, all that kind of stuff. So we want to, you kind of want to watch out how you're ranking them up. Yeah. Because like, all right, when I start with two units of 20, I'll grow them to two units of 40. I don't probably want to go five wide anymore, though, because Correct. they're always going to be in marching order or whatever it's called. Um, marching column, I think. Yep. Um, where I'd rather them be in the, the combat new uh combat formation so they're gonna have to go a lot wider um which is gonna make you know i'm gonna have to get a few different movement trays to like allow for that and and it's gonna take some trial and error to figure out what frontage makes sense for your guys that aren't great at combat like i don't really care about getting more clan rat attacks if they're in combat they're there to get me static combat res yep. maybe do a few a few damage here and there while a doom wheel or the storm vermin or rattlegers hit something in the flank you know, yeah. what is the horde rule? I waited um, way too long to ask that, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, that's fine. So the, you can count one more rank than usual for your unit type. So plane rats are uh, their regular infantry, right? They are regular infantry. Yes. Yeah. So they can get a maximum rank bonus of plus two. 
but because they are a horde, they can increase that to plus three instead. Okay. Whereas, and the, and the rank bonus is how you determine who has to make the leadership test afterwards, or that's something else. So your rank bonus is uh, every rank beyond the first of. Uh, so regular infantry is what five wide, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you have five minis in your front rank. For every rank that has a full five minis, at least beyond that, up to three, you get a rank bonus at the end of combat. Just it just adds to your combat resolution, right? Okay. <clears throat> so they also have the warband special rule, right, Dan? Yes. Clan rats. Yeah. So a they lot get of the Skaven do. Yeah, they should. Uh, and this is kind of the same thing that Skaven had back in the day, but they've increased it over to like night goblins and other things like that, where you take your rank. Yeah, you bonus. stole my special rule. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, you take your rank bonus and you add it to your leadership all the time. Up to which is 10. Up to 10. Yeah. But, you know, what's nice with Warband and Horde is you can, you know, with those regular infantry clan rats, you can get up to plus three leadership. Which is really cool. <clears throat> so well, they can get more than plus three. They they add their their ranks, right? Is it the rank bonus? Oh no, it is rank bonus. You're right. Yeah. Oh, oh, so only that's three. not nearly as good as it used to be. Correct, because it used to just be they add ranks, right? Right. Yeah. So like my clan rats start with a leadership of four. Ooh. Oh no, so that's a big difference. So the claw leader, we were talking about this in the Discord, where like you don't really need to have a champion with clan rats because you're not gonna bother accepting challenges anyway. But the champion gets plus one leadership, which is oh, huge yeah, that's for huge. Skaven. Yeah, because then um, you're at leadership eight most of the time. Right. But then I have two I'm gonna have a chieftain in each of those units, and chieftains are leadership six. Yeah, so that's so leadership like, nine. So you could say like, well, do I need a do I need to have that claw leader in the clan rats? Well, well, you know, my chieftain has two wounds, so it's gonna die pretty quickly. But I have things like verminous valor where I can decline challenges and not take penalties to that, right? So right, I can keep yep. them alive longer. And I think I can. I'm gonna double check. I'm pretty sure I can still use their leadership. Yes, so I can decline yep. challenges. They don't get hurt. I still get leadership nine as long as I have at least three ranks, which as I get to like units of 40 won't be difficult at all to keep that. Yeah. And that's just absolutely massive to, to keep. Yeah. It's um, leadership five that, that might actually be worth the what seven points. Yeah. Potentially claw leader. Uh, just because like, yeah, it is seven points. Um, I say potentially just because having that chieftain in there with verminous valor, it's hard to bring them down because I can just be like, no, nope, I'm going to the back. See ya. Well, the, the big thing is, <clears throat> God forbid they get cannoned or um, stone thrower. You know, that would be kind of the two big things there or any sort of magic or something like that. But the big thing with with the claw leader is, let's say you have two units of clan rats. You only got one chieftain. What are you going to do? You know? Now right. you got a unit that's le leadership nine, and then another one that's leadership eight. True. So I might have to I might rework it a little bit to try to fit a claw leader in each unit just to keep that insurance of a little more um, leadership because their leadership is terrible. Like Skaven are known for for, for running away. So, so like I get it. It, it makes sense thematically. You got to build around it a little bit and expect to have some failed leadership tests. So, Tim, one of the biggest reasons that this is so important leadership is uh, they fail combat 
you have to test on their leadership, there's a chance that they could just run away, right? So yeah. if, they're, if their leadership's seven, you have to roll a seven or lower to not just turn tail and run away from combat. You know what I mean? And flee. Is a turn tail a specific type of uh, rat? Yeah, specifically Clan Molder, I think, is the turn tail. <laughs> <laughs> um, they turn their tails inside out. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, they have like telescoping tails. It, yeah. It's it just, really freaky. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it's so weird to think about. I don't like it. But I'm like, <laughs> so for some cool. reason, it's reminding me of Earthworm Jim. You just whip it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I was going through a lot of the, the keywords and stuff, just kind of familiarizing myself with them. So uh, it makes sense that the fear and leadership becomes kind of a big thing. Cause kind of what we talked about, I think episode two, where I just kind of get to ignore a bunch of mechanics. Cause all my dudes have fear, um, and unbreakable and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you, you do, but you Indomitable. don't, right. It's, it's interesting because you still take break tests. Uh, the, the thing is you don't run away. Whatever you lose combat by, minis die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the huge deal for you. Um, <clears throat> well, excuse me. So, like, I was looking at the terror rule over fear. Mm -hmm. And so, like, fear is, like, when you get charged, but terror is when you charge them. It seems like is my understanding. So, like, if you charge in and you have terror and they fail their leadership role and flee, how does that affect that particular combat? Like, do they flee before you actually get in there? So I, I the, the way I, that I think it works, I'm just going to go ahead and, and open up uh, Terror again here. The way that I think it works is you say, I'm going to charge this unit and I have Terror, right? Mm -hmm. So that unit takes a takes a leadership test. And then if they fail, um, they choose flee as a charge reaction. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, it's, it can be really good. So, like, if you choose, you're forced to choose flee as a as a reaction. Correct. Yeah. And so, yep. what does that do? You wait and you you do your combat, and then they run away after. Oh no! No, before you get into combat, they run away. Yeah. So your minis here, right? That causes terror. Like, yeah. let's say the giant bone dragon, <clears throat> and then like seven inches away is my unit that you're trying to charge into to get to base contact in, right? And you say, "I'm going to charge this unit." My unit. I'm not going to use dwarves because they would never run away. Let uh, my unit of night goblins fear fail their terror test. So they immediately turn around and flee before you even make your charge roll. <laughs> okay. So they're just like, Nope, we're out. See ya. Bye. Yeah, so it like can be really good. Can that like effectively remove the ability for me to then make my charge? Like, so what, I guess I don't understand why I would want that. Unless I'm trying to just get them away. So if they're, kill them. if they're too close to a table edge and they run away, they can run off the table and just be gone. Oh, that's dope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I can see. So when someone says something like it can be really good, that that is an example. of So yeah, like, that's very good. Fear and terror is something that hasn't, especially terror, hasn't changed much in over the editions. And um, this guy I used to play with once here and there that had dark elves back in the day. And I had a demon prince that caused terror. Um, and I charged a unit of like his dark elf crossbowmen and he failed the leadership test. They weren't in, I don't think a BSB did the same thing it did back then fails the terror test. They run away off the table, gone the next turn, the demon. So the demon prince was able to like reform a little bit and he was able to charge something else. They also failed the terror test 
Um, and those rules back, if you caught the unit, if like you rolled high enough on your charge to catch up with the unit that was running away, they just died. So like he got so mad because he was like, you just killed like 800 points with this one thing. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You failed your test. That's how the game works. Sorry. You're good. So that's still a thing. You can still, you can make your charge, right? So let's say your giant bone dragon that flies, like flies movement nine plus 2d6 or 2d6 take the highest plus d6 because i'm sure it has swift stride i'm not really 100 percent sure there's a good chance that you make contact with whatever is running away and if you do if you charge into a fleeing unit they're dead they just die the whole unit's dead yeah um you can also redirect the charge right once the charge target has completed the flea move the charging unit may attempt to redirect its charge if there's an eligible alternative charge target, right? So you take hmm. a leadership test. If the test failed, you can still have to charge the, the fling unit. But if you pass it, you immediately declare a charge against the new target, which means they take a terror test. If they fail, they run away and then you can redirect your charge. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it's pretty incredible. I think you can redirect multiple times. Um, and what's really nice is it's uh, after the flea move. So it says specifically here, a unit that has been revealed by the movement of the fleeing unit can then be charged. So let's say you charge at this unit over here and they flee through a unit that was behind them. You couldn't see that unit behind them originally. Now you can. So you can redirect your charge into that unit. So specifically, you could like if you have. You could scare off a bunch of clan rats to reveal something that uh, what did, what did you call it last time the the things that move kind of independently of of a unit? Oh yeah, they're a little um like the warfire thrower, the weapon teams. Yeah, that or like a leader or something along those lines. Some individual that's just kind of doing his own deal. character. Yes. <laughs> Normally those are going to be in units, but if Dan for some oh, reason gotcha. decided to leave a character, when I played my game against Timmy, I left my two wizards outside of the units i was like there's no reason for them to be in there for you to challenge them and kill them it's safer now yep with old world rules it's safer if i did when i do get um a warlock engineer in the list he will be sitting outside the units and hanging out near them yep just makes more sense there are some uh spells that you can only cast while you're in combat with something um yeah assailment spells so you just don't take those if you can help it I mean, a couple of those don't want to be in combat. Right. Oh, so that's the delineator between like a magic missile and an assailment spell is that you have to be engaged to. Yeah. So like magic missiles, you cast in the shooting phase. They they have range. You can't cast those if you're in combat. If the wizard's in combat. Assailment spells are cast in the combat phase and only affect units that are in base contact with the caster or the caster's unit sometimes. And I think you can cast them every combat phase. So like your wizard makes attacks with their normal attacks and can cast their assailment spells even on the enemy turn. Uh, I don't I'm, know I'm, about that one. Not to double check. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure that's you can't cast spells when it's not your turn. I mean, check it out. We'll see. Well, there's got to be defensive spells and stuff, right? I love defense. I love offense. I love lamp. No. Um, <clears throat> so warp grinders, Dan. I feel like they're kind of like the steam drill for for dwarf miners, uh, the people who work in mines. 
Oh, they're so awesome now. Um, I so don't like that you cut me off ahead of time. By the way, <laughs> super rude. You, got, you have Incredibly to. You know rude. it's going to happen. Um, yeah, warp grinders are awesome. They were a, a very new weapon team. Skaven have had this forever with like rattling guns and warp fire throwers. Um, eight, seventh edition added um, poison wind mortars and warp grinders and doom flayers. Yeah, the doom flayers, which are cool. is dope. But warp grinders now. Um, is a decent weapon. You know, weapon teams are uh, a base of two models on it, um, two Skaven. They have a little weapon thing. Um, sh- sh- currently showing the guys um, a converted warp grinder from a, a poison wind mortar, and it, like it's an okay weapon. They exist outside the unit. They're they're a weapon team attached to the unit, but they can't join the unit. Nothing can join it. Um, it's a strength five, AP three. A killing blow requires two hand weapon, uh, but it's one attack. So like, oh, fair enough. Okay, it's okay. Or maybe weapon team has two attacks. So it's two attacks, decent. But why it costs a lot of points? A uh, warp grinder is forty five points for the weapon team, and then the weapon is that it gives the parent unit ambush, which is fantastic. If a weapon team is equipped with a warp grinder, both it and its parent unit gain the ambusher special rule. Um, so clan rats and, um, storm vermin can take weapon teams. Yep. Double checking that storm vermin can, yes, can have one attached weapon team, storm vermin, clan rats. I don't think like plague monks can, um, I'm going to double check that one. Oh, cause the poison globes are technically clan scryer, right? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I guess. So like night runners can't. Um, because there's skirmishers anyway, gutter the runners that makes sense. Um, can't gunner runners can just give themselves ambush anyway. Plague monks is the other one I was thinking might. Uh, no, only storm vermin and clan rats can have these, but again, it makes sense because that's kind of like a clan scryer thing, is the weapon teams, right? Well, I mean, storm vermin and clan rats aren't specifically scryer, but yeah, but you would say, like, I have clan rats from the clan scryer, right. You know, but what's nice about that, there's no limitation to these weapon teams because they can really um, increase the efficiency and damage output of your, you know, like clan rats that are not, not good in combat. Their weapon skill three, strength three, their initiative four, which is decent, but like there's there's nothing special about them in combat. But once you add like a warp fire thrower that did a bunch of damage before the Skaven charged in, then you're in good, you're in better shape. One of my favorites is the Doom Flayer. Which, um, so if you've cool. seen the labyrinth, it's like the the thing in the oubliette that they have to outrun that just got a bunch of blades and things on the front of it with a couple rats behind it, like pushing it along. They look so awesome. I love Doom Flayers, uh, and they're good for adding combat punch to your unit. Where, um, as a weapon, it's it's okay. It's strength four, AP one, again two attacks, uh, but it gives extra attacks D six. Oh, nice! It has counter charge. And a D6 plus one impact hits with armor piercing two. Whoa. So it's like a little chariot. Whoa. <laughs> this yeah. is so awesome. Tim, oh, I just yeah. sent an image in the uh, mid love the model. It's so cool looking, uh, but it's it's really difficult it's a, to find. It's a mini doom wheel. It's a, it is a mini doom wheel. I love the doom fire. I love when they added that one. I just never got one. Rattling guns are just what they sound like. It's a Gatling gun that shoots little bits of warp stone. 
It's so good. That's it's not really what good. I felt like it sounded like at all. I thought it was going to shoot little rats. Oh, uh, <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Um, yeah, really. <laughs> that one's really good. It just does a bunch. It has the uh, multi-barreled rule, so it shoots like an organ gun. Yeah. Like it literally says, this weapon shoots like an organ gun using the multi-barreled special rule and the black powder uh, misfire table. Um, it's strength four, AP one, uh, armor bane one. And quick shot, so it can, uh, I think that means it can stand and shoot from any distance. Yep. Yeah, you don't uh, have to be above the movement. Yeah, whatever the, the limitation now. The rattling gun used to be super fun in the 7th edition version. It was, you roll a D6, you get that many shots. If you want, you can roll another D6 and add that that many shots to it. If you want, you could roll another D6 and <laughs> add that many shots to it. But if you ever rolled a, a, a double... You had to roll on the misfire chart for the rattling gun. Any double. So yeah. if you roll a one, you know, oh, like, I, I want one more shot. than one shot. Okay, I rolled another one. Crap. But you right? can roll but a if... one, then a six. All right. Then a five. All right, I got 12 shots now. And I and think then it actually ro- shot hits, which was dumb. Right. And then you roll a no, five again. Or... Now you got a misfire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was it was all about pushing your luck. It was great. So they simplified it, unfortunately. But again, it's a legacy army. They're not going to be as wonky as they used to be it's still cool a war yeah. fire thrower is dope it's just a, a it's like the flame cannon it, it shoots the flame template okay up to six inches from it and then you roll the artillery die and it goes that many more inches unless you roll a misfire then you roll on the misfire table <laughs> of course uh it's always a the, table there's always a table luckily they got in the last book they had a table for every single thing and it was a huge pain now it's just like it rolls on the black powder misfire table you know it is nice that they kind of streamlined all of them together yeah Uh, and then the last one's the poison wind mortar um which is okay it shoots like a big poison wind globe um so it works like a stone thrower you drop the small template uh the three inch template and it has the poison wind rule so um it's only strength two but sixes always wound with no armor saves. Yeah. Because it's poison gas. Yep. Going straight through those armor plates and everything just right into your lungs. Yeah. So they're, I love weapon teams. They're very characterful for Skaven. Um, I need to get more. Like right now I have two flame warp fire throwers. Mm-hmm. And I have two poison wind mortars that I had added little warp, uh, like warp stone bits from like my extra doom wheel to them to make it look like a warp grinder. Um, I might oh, take, cool. change one of them back to a uh, poison wind mortar, but like I only have the ones from the old Island of Blood box. I need I don't have any of the other specialized ones I need. I really want to get some rattling guns and uh, definitely a Doom Flayer or two. They just look so awesome. The Doom Flayers are so cool. <laughs> it's just such a great image. <laughs> so, um, uh, Tim, do you know how to survive poisoned wind gas from Skaven? Yes, you'd be undead and don't have lungs. Easy fix. You know what? Fair. Too bad. Doesn't work. Too too fair. So well, now, now the game's cheating, Daniel. So <laughs> the way you survive poison wind globe from Skaven's or poison wind from Skaven is uh, you piss on a rag and tie it around your face. Yeah, well, you just be Skaven with poison wind and you're immune to it. <laughs> That's not true at all. Let's talk about poison wind globadiers. No, that is true. <laughs> I, I I don't think we should be moving on from the last statement that Taylor just said. But <laughs> no, that, that's that's canonical. That's that is, like, that's that is how you canon. Do it. That is in lore in multiple Gotrick and Felix things where they fight Skaven. Gotrick pisses on a rag and yep. ties it around his and Felix's face so they can walk through the poison wind. Yep. It, it's well, effective. listen, I'm sold. 
<laughs> right? Uh, but no, I was jo- I wasn't joking. This uh, models wielding weapons that have the special rule poison wind are immune to it because the Skaven that have that weapon wear like gas masks. Yeah, that look awesome. They look like World War One gas masks on a rat face. They're they're really cool. The poison wind gloves. Yours are metal too, aren't they? They're yeah, they're only metal. Uh, I just yeah. you didn't get the fine crap ones. Way back in the day, we got like five of them, and even then, they were like ten bucks a piece. They're so cool. They just got like a little gas uh, glass globe, and they're just like eh. yeah. So <laughs> unfortunately, poison so wind globe ears have always had a tough place in the list because they're so cool, but like they're throwing a little glass ball, so they have no range. Yeah, it's like right. six or eight or something. It's uh, try to find it quick. Um, they have a nine-inch range now, which is actually decent. You roll the hit, they're both still three, so the most of the time they're going to hit on fours or fives. But it says that the roll the hit is successful, it causes D three hits to the target instead of one, which is because great. When when it, they throw it, it, it bursts open and, and the cloud of uh, poison gas disperses. Right. Um, Says, however, if a natural one is rolled when making it to hit with this weapon, immediately roll another D6. On a roll of one, D3 hits are caused on the shooting unit. Yeah, so they just... <laughs> but because they have the poison wind rule, they ignore the six's auto wound, and it's only strength two. But it still wounds on five because they're toughness three. It does still wound on a five, but they get their <laughs> armor against it, which yeah. is light armor. Light so they armor. get a six-up so. save. Um and again, they have quick shots, so they can always stand and shoot. They skirmish, which is nice. So quick shot um, so also they can doesn't move around a bit easily. Uh, quick shot also doesn't confer a minus one to moving and shooting. Oh, as well. that's really good. I didn't yeah. see that before. That is fantastic. <clears throat> yep. So that's I'm pretty sure. Let me let me or that might be to stand and shoot. I, I but might still have, I might have screwed that up because they have move and move and shoot. They have the move and shoot rule and quick shot. All right, maybe I screwed that up then. Let me. Uh, no, you. a weapon with a special rule does not suffer the usual minus one to hit for moving and shooting with quick shot. So hmm. that's super dope. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's really good. Uh, well, so the problem with, with Poison Wind Globadiers is they're 10 points a model, which is expensive for Skaven. They've got toughness three, one wound, light armor. That's it. They died to a stiff breeze, right? Um what they can be really good against is like heavy cavalry or yeah. heavy infantry that they can like sneak around and throw globes at their flanks. So they're not going to get charged as easily. Or like I have five of them, 50 points to go up and be like, charge me. I dare you. I'm going to throw poison wind globes at you. I don't take the minus one. And then I get D three hits per hit. Yeah. Which I'm going to hit 50% of the time turning into D three hits. I could easily get, you know, eight seven six, eight hits or something yeah six to eight yeah and then um, any sixes auto will, will wound even though i'm only strength two with the weapon but you don't get any armor saves so i mean like going up against even a steam tank you know you get six hits on that thing one of the wounds is going through you know on average yeah yeah so Which they is pretty can, great they, again they can be good they just can also be terrible i'm gonna i'm gonna make them i'm gonna make them so much better for you right now dan are you oh, ready for this i'm excited Move and shoot is not obviously quick shot is you don't get a minus one for moving and shooting. Move and shoot means they get to charge and shoot or I'm sorry, uh, a march. So they, they can get march to, and shoot. They can march 10 inches as skirmishers and shoot a 360 degree 
line of sight. All right, they got way better now. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad they're uh, zero to one per engineer I have. <laughs> Not even per thousand points, just zero to one per clan scryer engineer taken, which I can't take. They are, they're zero to one per thousand points. Right, exactly. So they're zero to one per thousand. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I I want 50 of these things. They sound awesome. <laughs> they are really cool. Right, Tim, did you know that Skaven have sniper rifles that shoot bits of warp stone at you? I wish it shot rats that are smaller. <laughs> but call them Gisales. Yeah, so Excuse another... You? <laughs> this is yep. a PG podcast, my guy. It is? Since when? Um, I mean, it's not, but like, there's a PG somewhere in there. Oh, right, man. so Gisales Geards, are... Geards and skulls. I mean, it's a type of <laughs> rifle, I guess, but they're warp block Gisales, so they shoot pieces of warp stone. Yeah, as pretty a, red. As a sniper rifle, Tim. So like really far and really fast and it hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah, so range 36, which is on this pretty gun. much the whole table. <laughs> 6 strength 6, AP 3. Uh cumbersome so they can't stand and shoot, magical attacks, move or shoot. Um all that's pretty straightforward. Uh but what's great is if you roll a natural one for your to hit roll, roll another d6 immediately on another roll of a 1, the the team dies. Okay. Because they, they built like weapon teams. There's two Skaven on the, like a cavalry base. Um, and so they have two wounds, two attacks. Uh, but the Kevin only boosts skill three. So they're not even like good at shooting. <laughs> these things. But their strength six AP minus three, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, so again, they're really good at taking out that heavy infantry or heavy cavalry that the Skaven infantry is not really good at taking on. But that's the thing, you know, if you if you have them sitting on a hill and there is a unit of dragon princes across the table, it's taking one out pays for the unit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So the their their targets, they're they're really good at doing what they do. They are 19 points a model, which I don't think is actually terrible. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how much is a is a dragon prince? Twenty like thirty seven. Oh my gosh! So he's half of the twenty five. What are you crazy? I don't know. I don't play stupid elves. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. And that's kind of the nice thing about playing an elite infantry army like dwarves is uh, you can shoot me all you want, but there's still twenty four iron breakers coming at your face. Right. There's still um, more. By the way, I want to go back about 20 or so minutes. Assailment spells can be cast when a wizard fights during any combat phase. What? Okay, yep. oh, yeah, nice. I was I was almost there. I was trying to look it up during. So it's better then. Yes. It's like a magic missile, but you wow. can cast it in or out of. Engagement. So you can only cast it while you're in combat, but you can cast it in your combat or yeah, your combat phase or your opponents. But again, there's that risk reward because you're, you're you could miscast. Um, well, also, your wizards are generally much squishier in combat, especially well, if they get challenged. They're going to they're not going to stand up against a fighty character. Listen, you just you get your earthling earthing earthing rod and you call it a day <laughs> to reroll your miscast. Yeah. Right. So my um my where this really helps a lot is for armies like uh, chaos warriors and demons are going to love those. Um Yeah. Uh, ogres, slaughtermasters that are allowed to cast assailment spells in combat is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so you this take is a chaos lord and make him a sorcerer, also. Right. So he's <laughs> got a two-up save <laughs> with you know, <laughs> oh, just absolutely insane. 
can't wait to build a, a high elf uh, dragon mage with with assailment spells. On, I can. You know, a dragon. <laughs> that causes terror. So <laughs> terror is pretty dope. Hey, not to cycle back to something that was nowhere as near as far uh, in the past as uh, assailment spells, but your multiple wounds or hit thing. Um, there's multiple wounds as well. Like when you wound, you just wound three times instead of one. You can, yeah. There, there are things that do that. So, like that's what I took on my leader for the slow growth league was I found the the flail of skulls or something like oh, that. Oh, nice! And it's like it looked rad as hell, but I had no idea if that was like actually good. But I was like, yo, if I actually get a wound through, I get three or two or something like that. Yeah, so, so that seems pretty. Is cool. that a magic item for tomb kings? Yeah, yeah. flail of skulls is a classic tomb kings what? item. Uh, yeah. So if it says multiple wounds, whatever. Uh, yeah, Phyllis goes multiple wounds too. Yep. So if uh, a wound goes through unsaved, you fail their armor, fail ward or regeneration they have. It, yeah, it just becomes two wounds instead of one. So you're you they can kill a two wound character real easily. It's really good. Yeah. So, so Nat, almost, oh, and it's a flail, but it's a flail with strength plus three. Right. You yeah. only get in the first round of combat, one, but it is one. always AP one, which is nice. That's a really good weapon. It's only thirty five points. That's not terrible. That's that's good. It's real good. So, especially with that doppelganger spell, right? I was like, yo, I can just yes. adapt from over here. I do extra wounds. It has AP. It's strength plus three. Seems actually really good. I don't like that at all. I can, I'm going to look that spell up again. Yeah, I'm <laughs> double checking. Double. That, that's what my plan is to do. I don't, I don't like that spell at all. Not, but I'm double checking exactly how doppelganger works because I haven't actually read this one yet. I've just listened to Tim the love it. And any weapon they carry. That's dumb. Um, when we and it's two d six hits, two d six. So you know, but can I, you target a character and a single enemy unit? That's okay. It's just it's in a. But again, like, could you imagine doing this to uh, a unit of ogres? Yeah, you're, you're peeling <laughs> off a few. That's really good. Uh, so when we have the points for it, eventually, I want to give uh, that same guy the ogre blade or whatever it is, which is multiple wound three. And more strength and three AP. So, so if I can doppeldong that from halfway across the court, I mean, why would so you? you can't yeah. because it's an assailment spell. So you have to cast it uh, against something you're in combat with. Oh, that's dumb. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. If you take a priest and put him on a bone dragon. So I put him on a horse so I can put him in with my other cavalry and just call it yeah. a day, right? We're like on All a right. chariot or something for yeah. sure. Yeah, the Ogre Blade is disgusting, but it's also 65 points. Yeah, but it's also just going to, you know, be really disappointing when I roll poorly and <laughs> you fail there. all your hit rolls. Yeah. Well, this is going to be the best is he's going to build this high priest. Well, no, it's mainly... automatic hits. I don't have to roll to hit. Well, here's here's oh, the problem. Doppelganger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's going to build this high priest. He's going to put it on a on a on a horse or a bone dragon or whatever. He's going to get in. A, he's going to deploy it. Roll for his spells and not get that spell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I was looking at the familiars and stuff, and I was like, I pretty much have to. <laughs> yes. Have to this doppelganger spell. What are the chances you don't roll a five? Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather. Yeah, I'd just rather take a, a, a lore familiar and just be like, nah, I can just take this one. Yeah, because I because I said so. Um, their magic like, missile one, their mind shred or whatever, certainly isn't awful either. Oh, for, dude, the mind razor. Great. Yeah. The illusion there, spells there, are real good. There, I, it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't, I don't know which lore to take because they all sound cool and I, I need to try them all at some point anyway. But It's like, actually really easy hmm. when one of the spells has Doppeldonger in it. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't even looked at the other two. I don't know what they do. I'm sure they're cool. 
you know necromancy is really good what what was really fun uh playing against timmy i took a level four goblin who used illusion because i was like i just i have to play it it sounds like so much fun i got confounding convocation which gives an yeah stupidity Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound great against dwarves right but it's contagious stupidity but stupidity is contagious where it really comes into play is you don't re-roll stupidity tests with bsb so if he fails his leadership nine roll at all yeah. The unit that you cast it on, which was a 450 point ironbreaker unit, just stumbles forward D6 inches. You which know what is I mean? about what they do anyway. You know, you're not wrong, but they can't declare a chart. <laughs> this is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Just they can move up to six anyway. <laughs> Shut up. But uh, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Like denying dwarves a charge when they're actually in range is huge. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So Without performing any maneuvers. Yeah, so it's not D6 inches anymore. They just move straight ahead without performing any maneuvers. So that's kind of actually good if you, like, cast it on on Skaven, who have low leadership but high movement. They just have to move five inches straight forward. Which is pretty dope. Um, But real quick, before uh, we're we're up to 55 minutes already. Golly, this podcast goes so quickly, dude. I know we're only halfway, not even halfway through our notes. Let me, right? ask, let me ask we'll one more quick question yeah, about go ahead. regeneration and healing. So I saw that the Tomb King stuff, like your leader, like if they're not in combat, they can roll. And if they make their leadership roll, they can heal wounds to a unit. Yeah. That doesn't bring them back. That just gets them to full wounds, right? Like if it I brings models archers, back, it does bring models back. It can bring models back up to what they started. So like yeah, if you see, had a unit of 20 back. skeleton warriors and you lose three, but somehow you bring back more than three, you can only bring back three. Okay. Because, like, zombies have a special rule called, like, recently dead, I think, or something like that, mm-hmm. where you can raise them beyond their starting uh, unit strength because right? they're Isn't zombies. Dope? Isn't that so dope? Uh, so I like this. Vampire counts <laughs> back in the day, they used to have a summoning spell, and it was just summon, like, 3d6 zombies anywhere within oh, 12 inches. It was such it was, a pain. It was awesome. So you just put a brand new unit of zombies on the table, and then they had another spell where it was, like, the surge of adding models to units, and you could, like, add an extra 2d6 uh, models to that zombie unit that you just put on the table. So it's just like, I got zombies everywhere. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I like Just looking this. through, realizing, like, all of the Tomb King stuff has regen 6+. plus. Yes. What? All of them. He has what? a six-up ward save on the entire army. That why? <laughs> what? Because they're, they're well, not I can't take an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, you know I'm not upset as, about it. As as the person that normally reads all the rules and makes lists correctly the first time, you know I just <laughs> you maybe you should just read the yours. book. I guess. Oh my god, it's <laughs> just amazing. Just make time. Just oh make time. Just make time to actually read it, dummy talking to myself there but wow i yeah i haven't looked through it closely yet because you know i don't plan on playing the tomb kings i plan on playing against them but good to know that they all have regen like a six plus it's not gonna save you all the time but every once in a while it's gonna be like no i thought i had them yeah it's and i put light armor on everything and i can get ward saves as well so like well, that's the, like taking down a, a tomb king is going to be a chore because yeah, he's got yeah. regen five plus. You can give him a three up armor, probably a four up ward or a five up ward. And there's it, the tomb king's magic item, too, where when you kill him on a four plus, he comes back. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah, that's been around forever. It's so good. <laughs> what? 
the Royal Herald. Oh, I don't hate Vanderbilt. that at all. That's so good. Yeah, they Tomb Kings have, so have always say, been nope. gross. Four attacks, strength five, toughness five, four wounds because they're mummies and, and tougher. Weapon Two skills princes six. have three wounds? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, they've always had that because back way back when it was the undead book that had the vamp, what's now Vampire Counts and Tomb Kings together as one army, Yeah, they had a unit of mummies that were like human-sized models that had four wounds. So they kind of kept that the mummy type characters have more wounds, which is cool. Oh, they still do have the curse of the necropolis. Oh, Marie Gen 5. What's my will be done do now? Oh, kind of similar to before. Make a leadership test, cool, yeah. give a, a unit nearby <laughs> just a bonus. It's it's pretty cool. Um so yeah, curse of the necropolis is really cool. <laughs> Whatever. So if a model dies, uh the unit that made the attack and makes a leadership test if they fail just take d3 strength two hits because uh, i cursed you as a yeah, tomb king the curse of the tomb king classic it's so cool it's Kopesh so cool. is armor piercing one nice yeah dude a lot i like awesome. how a lot of ar- pretty much every army has that like your gromul weapons or ithilmar mm-hmm. weapons or the obsidian blades for um uh lizard men warpstone weapons for skaven have something like that a lot of them are armor piercing one um Ithamar is reroll ones to wound, right? Reroll ones to hit. Uh but oh, it's hit. always oh. just a hand weapon. So if you uh, give them even a spear or even an additional hand weapon, you lose that rule. Yep. So like if you um so your tomb kings has the the t- so their attacks are just AP1. But if you give them a magic weapon or a di- like a different weapon, I'm not sure what else they can use. I'm not on that page right now. Um you lose the Kopesh rule. Yep. What is the Kopesh rule? Because the Ubshanti have that as well. So if they attack with just a uh, basic hand weapon, they have AP one. Okay. So like if you give your so Tomb Kings have this, if you give them a, a flail, even if it's not a magical one, they lose that rule. Okay. Yep. So it kind of sucks because Ubshanti, I think, have um, they have Kopesh, but they can take great weapons. So if you take great weapons, they they lose that, but they don't need it because great weapons are like AP minus two anyways, you know? Yeah. Right. And I'm pretty sure Shabti have ridiculously low initiative and they're initiative two. So giving them a great weapon is not the end of the world. They're strength six AP two. Yeah. Right? Cause then that drops them down to initiative one. Oh, then you know, the- cause they have ritual blades. They're even better. Strength plus two AP three. So they have I'm AP sorry, three what? great weapons. Yeah, Speaks with Wind was telling me. He's like, hey, these will never be available for you to buy ever, but like, you should definitely get them so you can kill dwarves. Yeah, Shabtu are awesome. I love their They look, look their awesome. Models. They've always been super cool. And you can give them great bows. You can give them giant bows. <laughs> Multiple wounds, too. Hey, you see that dragon over there? I wounded it three times. It's dead. <laughs> yeah, they're like arguably better than a Giselle. Range 30, strength 6, only AP Language. 1, but armor bane 2, and multiple wounds 2. <laughs> Language. We're at an hour. Uh, I just wanted to go over, we went over a little bit in episode 1, the uh, the lore that's happening in the Skaven world right now. But I, I really want to go over a little bit more of that, just uh, so we can deep dive a little bit more into Skaven yeah, here. We, we got ourselves distracted looking at Tomb Kings instead of Skaven, but... Yeah, that's supposed to be episode 8, Tim. Come on. I was asking Seven. rules questions, not specific <laughs> Tomb Kings questions. Yeah, that's just, true. We, we yeah, just hired off. Yep. It was mostly me. I'll, I'll accept No, I, you gotta love a good ADHD here, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're like my Earth uh, Earth science teacher in ninth grade. I could just be like, how many legs does a centipede have? And that was the rest of the class. <laughs> yep. That was so really Skaven, fun. She uh, talking they, about bees. Dude, bees are 
dope. Beaver so Skaven <laughs> all yearn for the Great Ascendancy, which is the day they leave their under empire and take over the known world. Yep. The greatest plan to this set to this plan, the greatest threat to this plan is themselves. Yep. Uh, their unending infighting and blatant refusal to join forces between clans is by far the only thing saving the known world from destruction. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's so awesome. So uh, currently speaking of this currently Skaven, which we talked about in episode one, they're in their second civil war, which lasts. I am using the number 450 here. It lasts for 450 years. Yeah, it's nothing to escape in. Which was their largest civil war, killed the most amount of rats, and they still were able to, after this civil war, join in the Great Chaos War (laughs) and become a massive threat. A huge problem, yeah. So imagine (laughs) if they all decided to just rise up from the ground, you know? Even even chaos would fall to them. Yeah. The whole world. So many of them. And they Uh, have awesome magic and technology they're the master race <laughs> so the long of the short of it is clan pestilence uh screwed up the um invasion of bretonia or they they were accused of screwing up the invasion of bretonia because clan pestilence wanted a seat on the council and the council was like absolutely not we hate clan pestilence they're literally the worst and you smell oh, even worse than awful. any other game right um so there was going to be a vote to get Clan Pestilence removed, and Clan Pestilence was like, uh, actually, the Council Graciers are not doing things in favor of the Horned Rat. And then at that point, everyone just started killing each other. Like the so the As storm, you do. Right. So Escape and Hierarchy, Tim, if you have like white fur, you are like higher up on the food chain, essentially. I know. I know. Taylor. Nope. I know. It's it's an issue GW's had for many years. <laughs> um gotcha. kinda, yeah, because they're the gray seers. Um I yeah. have gray fur, but they're it's not always about the fur color. It's a the gray seers are born with horns, which means they have access to magic of the horned rat beyond just no I'm, um, I'm talking about albino zone. rats. Like albino rats are revered. They are oh. like usually storm vermin or usually like high seats on on okay on, on undercounts albino. Well, because like <clears throat> physically, typically bla- uh, skaven with black fur are larger and stronger, so they're more of the ranks of storm vermin. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. Do 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 do. So yep, all the hell breaks loose uh, inside the council room, and then. This is the funniest part of this whole thing. So, right, this entire civil war is happening. Life above ground, tumultuous and war ravaged. As we know, uh, we're in the Empire Civil War, the the uh, time of three emperors, right? King Ulrich dies. So they're uh, switching between oh, no. the new high king, right? Uh, the tomb kings are screaming, get off my lawn, you damn kids. Which, <laughs> you know, they always do. Uh, I mean, it's t- my lawn. It is your lawn. All we want is your gold, though. So <laughs> listen, we don't even use that. So <laughs> that's fair. So if the Skaven were to rise up right now, the world would be even easier to take over. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? But they're no, they're they're fighting. It's just so hilariously Skaven that this is happening at this moment to, between them. And I think we went over this in episode one as well, how it ends where the great horned rat literally rips like a portal through space time and just starts eating Skaven. Um, Like 
it, in this huge gathering, just eating hundreds of Skaven. And they're all like, oh, my God, this is horrifying. I hate it. Right. But awesome at the same time. <laughs> and they all like squirt the musk of fear and everything. And then the horn rat is like, hey, this civil war, it's been really entertaining. Knock it off. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening here pretty soon between chaos and, you know, a whole bunch of things. And I expect you guys to do better. I'm going to eat one be more. Better. Hand- <laughs> right? Don't, Don't be sorry. Be better. Be better. And then he eats one more handful of Skaven and then, you know, F's off as he does. It's just Skaven lore is so metal. But then it just has that one little twinge of that's stupidly hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I and love he, so Steven. It's Thanks. like reverse orcs, which is mostly stupidly hilarious with a couple really dope, serious things. <laughs> oh, my God. Grimgore, Ironhide, don't get me started. Mm-hmm. I can do a podcast episode literally just on him. <laughs> ah, he's the he's the he's the, the, the crumpiest. He's the best he, fighter ever. He is the best. Oh. I, and no we've, we've talked about, about this before it. where there's a uh, there's a clan molder um i think they're like right outside hell pit or something like that where they just send thousands of skaven at grimgore to keep him entertained so he doesn't invade them and kill them all because <laughs> <laughs> if he gets bored he just starts killing things you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's so incredible uh, but i just wanted to get the lore in what was going on there dan was there anything else you wanted to touch on on skaven before we wrap up here Oh, they're so awesome. <laughs> Tim, is there any other questions you had on Skaven before we wrap up here? <laughs> I do. So um, Skaven, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they fight uh, Tomb Kings. So the Tomb Kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, sir. I'm going to mute Tim here real quick. Let's just. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I am excited. If you keep with the Skaven, I am excited to see how far uh you know 2000 points will get you because Skaven have they always having a fully painted army on the table is super dope but getting 300 miniatures <laughs> on the table that are fully painted of just rats yeah. is like the coolest thing it's super neat um th- there's obviously ways to get around that with like scryer with their big machines and molder with like the huge giant rats and all that but uh, just eight health pit abominations baby can't wait here's how can't i think wait. you do it right you get, bunch, you get a bunch of mason jars right yeah. And you magnetize the bottom of the mason jar. You magnetize, you know, your Skaven um, and you fill them with units of Skaven. And then you put all those <laughs> mason jars in a custom made doom wheel that you use to transport them. And then you can just kind of like plop them out like uh, space marine pods, you know, as you deploy them. That's yeah. <laughs> like a storm blast. Skaven, you know? Skaven storm ravens just flying <laughs> over the battleship. Dropping. Yeah. I don't and, hate like, this. You know, 75% of them die, but you dropped 300, you know? Yes, who cares? Who cares? That's the Skaven motto. Well, 75% of them died, but who cares? Uh, Absolutely Skaven mentality. Around the convention center or whatever, too. You show up to the table with that on your unicycle. You plop it on the table and knock out some rats. If you want to make a custom (laughs) doom wheel for uh, for Dan (laughs) to drive around, send it to P.O. Box G. Uh, But a huge shout out to our patrons here over at Patreon.com slash Professional Casual. Any tier helps whatsoever. Helps us keep the lights on. Helps us keep doing our thing. I can't read that, dude. Yeah, you can. (laughs) I cannot read that. Uh, <laughs> Biggest shout outs to our top most tierist patrons, our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters. They always get the extra big shout out. Thank you to Xpaxis, Crab, 
Tau, and Iron Maze, as well as Dagna, Cider Drinker, Cliff Jumper, Tony Hot Hands, Otis, Leroy, Wizard Scales, Bicon, and Briar Mage. Heck yeah, thank you all so much for your support. It really honestly helps us do what we do every single day. Uh, if you want to know more about us and what we do, because this is just a taste, go to professionalcasual.com. We do so many podcasts. We have so many live uh, shows that we play. Uh, Tim plays on Twitch pretty much every day. Uh, our Twitch is popping all the time. Uh, and while we're not on Twitch, we're doing podcasts like this, as well as uh, actual plays. WFRP, WFRP, uh, 4th edition, right? <clears throat> Uh, Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure. Go ahead and check that. Any check that anywhere good podcasts are sold, which I sold directly from Big Chuck. Um, and uh, yeah, a bunch a of other right. It is Another, a tin line. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Chuck's wants to keep the blood on the brackets. No, it's don't be sorry. It's infected multiple people. The chain is working. This is how Clan Pestilence works. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Um, so yeah, it's. I completely lost my. Oh yeah, so we've got the Settling the Southlands, which uh, is a campaign for WFRP Fourth Edition that Dan actually made himself. Uh, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, uh, Pathfinder Second Edition actual play, uh, as well as the Slithering, another Pathfinder Second Edition actual play, uh, and then a whole bunch. We're doing Soulbound. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff over on ProfessionalCasual.com. If you're thinking about going to Adepticon, check out our blogs, which will help you get there with our Doctor Dizzle, Doctor D as well as the Arachne podcast if you're Infinity people. Um, and then over at twitch.tv slash professional casual network, you can find something literally every weekday and on Saturdays. There is uh, usually video games. I'll paint on Mondays and we do live uh, MCP currently over on Tuesdays. And beardragongames.online for any of your hobby and uh, game store needs. Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, the only reason we don't stream on Sundays is because the studio's in the basement of a Chick-fil-A and they're closed. They won't let me in. How have I not gotten sandwiches out of this? Do- <laughs> well, once again, we're in the basement. Oh, so that's true. That's we true. enter through a storm door like it's its own whole the thing. The grease drips down. That's what's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, that's did I, I don't think I missed anything. I think we got it all. Uh, text the schematics of that doom wheel to 603-803-3235. Schematic. Well, thanks for being here, Dan and Tim. Thanks for chit-chatting about uh, mainly Skaven and some Tomb Kings. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, 
Did I Roll a Wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.